This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some wonderful friends and loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, wellness, and so much more, everything in between. And today I'm getting to talk to the wonderful Chef Lexis. Chef Lexis is a Harlem-based private chef. She started her career by opening her first bakery, Lady Lexis Sweets, at the age of 23 in East Harlem. Since then, Chef Lexis has worked with companies like Shake Shack and Barilla and has been featured on Food Network's Chopped Sweets and NYC's Wine and Food Festival. Now you can catch Chef Lexus's food at pop-up dinners or ordering lunch from her website. Very excited for you guys to hear my talk with the chef. But first, before we get into that, just a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps in extending the reach. Also, if you'd like to support financially, you can become a monthly donor to the podcast. Any amount helps me to grow, helps me to market, helps me to really just continue um, this amazing journey with you all. So thank you so much. Also, if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can play along with. And as always, if you are loving this, please share about it on social media, tag us at solidarity underscore media. And you can also head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to continue the convo with me. Thanks so much. And I'm very excited to get into this talk with Chef Lexus. All right, everyone. Very excited to talk today with private chef, Chef Lexus. Chef, how are you today? I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing all right. It's really good to have you here. I was very excited to get connected and I'm like looking through your content. I'm like, love it. First of all, loving all of the dishes that you have on there and just, yeah, I was excited to kind of talk to you about dating and relationships from a different perspective, just in terms of like food and like how that can like really impact like our relationships. I've been a lot more conscious of like the food that I'm eating and the things that I'm putting in my body just for my own health and wellness, but then also like seeing how that impacts like my relationships too as well. And I'm also a big foodie. So like a lot of my (laughs) dates are like food related. So um, yeah, I'm curious Mm -hmm. to just get kind of more of your insight. Um, But you want to start by just telling us, you know, a little bit about like who you are um, and specifically how you were taught to love growing up. Hmm. Okay. So I'm Lexus. Uh, Gonzalez. So that that has a lot of context once you talk about my food. Um, I'm from Harlem and my father's side is Puerto Rican and my mom's side is black. So that's why I get this Boricua Geechee food that you've kindly seen on my Instagram feed uh, that everybody has come to love. And, you know, I mean, now they've come to love me. How how have I been shown love? You know, my, my family, well, my parents show me love through being supportive and being my number one fan. So anything that I've ever wanted to do, um, my, fan, my my mom and my dad gave me like 110%. So when I wanted to, I used to sew. So I'm, well, I'm all around creative. So just in case everybody knows, I, I sew, I, I like to draw, I like to cook and I like to craft. So yeah, very much all around creative. And so I, I, when I wanted to sew, when I was like eight years old, my dad used to do um, demolition work. He was an electrician. 
And he would, um, one day he called me, he's like, like, since I'm coming over with a bunch of stuff. And my mom was like, your dad said he's coming over with some stuff. My dad and my mom had split by that time. And when he comes in with the bag, like six bags full of every sewing notion you can think of, like patterns, needles, um, anything that had to do with the machine, the sewing, everything, he just like dropped it off. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we just like, and then my mom and I was like, my mom was mad, she was pissed, but she also supported me. It was like, okay, let's just go through the bag. Like, so then we sat through the bag and, and like, those are my earliest moments of like how somebody shows me love, just like being supportive of the things that I do and um, what I like to do and understanding that um, when I get focused, I'm very much tunnel vision and knowing that that doesn't mean that I don't care about them. It just means that I'm working on my craft. So I think that's yes. how they show, that, that's how I was shown love. I love that. I appreciate that. And I, I feel like I was similar too. like when you're young, you just you have like this desire to just want to try everything. And like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I would bounce between one, a bunch of different sports. Like I was like in all kinds of different, like just doing different sports. And then I get bored and be like, no, I want to do this now, you know, or or all these different uh, artistic endeavors and everything. And it's great that, you know, your parents and also I'm, as I think about it, my parents too, you know, were very just supportive in letting me like explore and figure out what I liked and what I wanted to do. Um, so that's beautiful that like you, you know, you had that level of support as well. How did yeah. you then um, discover cooking and yeah, deciding, you know, wanting to go down that path? So the crazy part about it is naturally the Southern side and the, the Spanish side are very much big cooks. I mean, every culture has cooking, but we all cook, diff if that makes sense, we all have some type of community around cooking. And in, in the Puerto Rican household, when we go to see my Nana in Itawa, if anybody's familiar with New, with New York City, we go to Itawa projects, we go to Bronx and uh, like, there are like 20 of us in a one bedroom apartment, lined up in the hallway. Some of us are in the floor, on the floor in the living room, eating food and my, my nana's making arroz con gandules, or my grandfather's making, my papi's making some cocho. And then we're all in there trying to pile up just to get a plate of food um, and a quart of water from the, it's always in the bottom of the, um, of the refrigerator. So I always mm -hmm. remember like coming in there and knowing that the kids' drinks were in the bottom and then like the Coronas or the Colt 45s <laughs> would be <laughs> on the top. Like that's, that's what it would be. The adult so, like, drinks. You know, the, yeah. the adult drinks. And then like the, the, the kids' drinks were at the bottom. So that's like, those are my memories of like food. Like that's how I learned to love food. You know, when I would get up the elevator, I would smell the sofrito coming from the door. Like you could get up the elevator, you smell it as you're going down in the hallway. Um, and of course my mom loved to cook, you know, being from, my grandmother's from Charleston, South Carolina, specifically Eddie Stowe. So they grew, she grew up both places and they make, you know, I can make some collard greens, some okra, um, some neck bones. Chitlins, I'll never forget chitlins. I've only eaten it once, once or twice in my lifetime, but I just can't stand the smell. It's too vinegary. I can't take that, but I'll eat the pig feet. So those are things funny you you try, you try see, like, that's how I kind of like fell in love with food because I got to see both sides that were just totally different yet the same. Cause we just, we all ate and shared um, experiences and love over food. And that came from both sides, just in different ways. That's so beautiful. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I, uh, so I'm black and Mexican. Um, so very similar, like I grew up in Texas and then like I've lived in New York for like 
almost like 10, 11 years now. And just mm -hmm. how all of that, yeah, has like combined to like really show me the power that food and cooking and cuisine and culture really um, can like help me one, love myself, but then also love another. Like I just remember experiences of you know, cooking with my grandmother in her kitchen, like that was the, that was how she showed love, right? Was through her mm -hmm. food. Um, and I think like, that's something that I, I, full transparency, I don't enjoy <laughs> cooking. I just, I try and I just don't love it. But okay. there is, there is something about it though, like that I do want to be able to pass down. And like, you know, as I think about having kids in the future, you know, that those traditions and like, like every Christmas we make tamales together, we sit down, we like, oh, I love tamales. Them, right. Like handmade tortillas, like all of those things. Like I want to be able to have my kids like do that with my kids, you know, like, and just yeah, yeah show that form of love. Um, with them as well. Did you, did you guys have like any like traditions or things like that, that you would want to pass down? Mm, so my, my grandmother, when I got older, my Nana, she showed me how to make the sofrito. Then my aunt mm. showed me how to make the chicharron de cerdo. So like the, the fried pork chunks. Um, and then she told me how to make the arroz con gandules and all that stuff. So that was really cool. Cause then I got to like, see, I didn't get that when I was younger with them because when my mom and my dad split, it was a little different. And then when I got to be old enough, like they, you know, they were around enough to, to show me how to do that. It was funny because when I was younger, my mom was with um, a Jamaican guy. And that's why I learned how to make Jamaican food. So that's what it's so, it's so funny because people were like, I made um, uh, coconut rice and peas. And we were like, how do you know how to make this? I was like, well, I learned how to make it when I was like 11. And they were like, really? I'm like, no, like in my house, like they make it all, you made it all the time. Like, make fried porgies and all that other stuff so like that's the stuff we would do on Sundays. so it would be a mix so my mom would make some black food but but he would cook on Sundays and he would make uh fried porgies uh the coconut rice and peas and then like sometimes make escovich just little different little things my mom make oxtails and that would be like another connection you know something that just brought us together again and yeah it was just it, it's funny because like that's how that's how I create those memories of food. Those cooking, like learning how to cook those little dishes to mm. like create dishes now that I make for other people. Beautiful. I love yeah. that. That's so great. And all, all of those, all, everything you just said just sounded so good. My mouth is like literally drooling. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, can we talk a little bit about, you know, specifically around dating and relationships? Has your work, has cooking um, impacted your relationships at all? Yeah. So, uh, well, some people don't know this, but I mean, obviously, you know, because we just met. So I have an ex-husband. So my first kid, my, my, my children's um, father, they, um, we had a riff because I was, so when I was 23, I opened up my first bakery and I was constantly there. Wow. Yeah, 23, yeah. one kid. I had the first kid, Luke, Liam, wow. and then Lucas, I was pregnant with. And I had him two weeks later after I opened up the shop, which I don't know what I was thinking. Um, wow. Yeah, so. I was, I was pregnant while I like built the shop out like we were trying to get everything together so um yeah you know I just I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and food was what I was gonna do and I don't think that he understood that like you know people get it mm. when you're when you're in, in um when you're writing the plan down you're writing it down every day thinking about it I'm testing recipes I'm giving it the stuff I'm doing um 
polls to see, you know, how do people eat, surveying people to see how they like the food, what can I tweak about it, getting feedback from people. See, that's all fun and games. But mm. then when when it came time to like transition into having a spot and doing 12 to 16 hour shifts and doing falling asleep in the shop, you know, literally that's what would happen. Um, yeah. We're going to be like, oh, shoot, it's five o'clock, you know, like, oh, my God, like in the morning. And then like, okay, you know what, I have to get up, I have to go do what I got to do and come back, get myself together. I mean, I live below the shop, so that happens. Um, my, um, I mean, I live on the third floor and my shop was right below my, my, my apartment building. So I was just able to come back and forth. And at first was supportive, but then as everything kind of got bigger and better, I was like, well, you're working too much and you're doing it too much. I'm like, well, it's what I like to do. And it's what I love to do. And Food requires a lot out of us. If, if yeah. anybody's dating somebody that that is a restaurateur, is a chef or anything, we work 10-hour shifts, 12-hour shifts. Like, that's that's a norm mm -hmm. unless you work in corporate um, color. Well, you work as a corporate chef, which they have like a 9 to 5. But they still have very, very, very early mm -hmm. mornings. So to be understanding, and I think, I well, I know that he just wasn't understanding after a while. It was like before the first year of the shop came, he was already complaining. So we're mm. in therapy about it and everything. I'm like, you didn't even let me, you didn't even allow me to flourish for my third, my first year. Like my first year should have been grinded out, do what I gotta do, eat, sleep, think food, and you hold me down. But that wasn't the case. And fortunately for me, that meant that food saved me from somebody that wasn't for me and made uh, me a better me. Oh, uh, wow clip that Olivia like that's the moment oh man I I I am first of all you're amazing back then Thank like you. you went through that at like such a young age I don't even know what I was doing at like 23 but like to come out and like really have that like grit and determination is incredible and I think like for yeah for anyone in any any career path you know you definitely when you have goals and when you're really focused and like um mm -hmm. you know determined to achieve the things that you want in your life it's like it, there's two things that happen. One, it reveals who's for you, like who's there yep. and going to support you, who's going to ride or die, who's got your back, especially in something like, you know, an opening like a restaurant or a bakery or anything where it's such a risk. You don't know if people are going to like it, like who's going to stand behind you. And then also mm -hmm. who's not right. And who what kind of relationships you need to maybe reconsider or put boundaries around or, um, you know, just uh, who's going to like be there for you at the end of this, not just in the good times, not just when I can, yep. you know, make all the time for them. So I, I, I really, again, commend you for seeing that, <laughs> doing what you needed to do to, you know, really make it happen for you and congratulations. And thank you. It seems like you're really just like, you just seem like a very, you know, um, powerful and just like determined person. I just, I really thank love you. that. Thank um, you. Do you feel like you've always kind of just had that sort of mentality or, you know, was there a point where maybe cooking brought out that level of like self-confidence or anything like that? Or can can cooking bring out self-confidence for folks? So I'll talk, I'll tackle the first part. I've been told that I've been like this all my life. <laughs> and I didn't realize this because, you know, um, you know, when you catch up with people from elementary school, usually you don't unless you're like best friends. But one of this guy I grew up with was like, I always knew you were going to be something. Like he came to my shop, we had met up again, and he was like, oh, we came to the shop. I was like, yeah, I own a bakery. He's like, a bakery? He's like, I knew you were gonna be like something. I was like, really? I was like, yeah, like, you've been like this since we were kids. We, we, Cause we have known each other since we were like eight years old. 
he was like, you, you've been like this. You've been in your own way, in your own path, knowing what you want to do and going forward with ever what you want to do, like making things happen since you were a kid. It just would be, what did you pick when you got older? So like, it wasn't food necessarily then, but whatever it was I was doing, you know, was something that I was always gung-ho about. Um, yeah, the food thing, food can make people confident because I find that, well, you have to eat. So that's one thing. Everybody has to eat. But to accomplish something, like when you look at a recipe and you see a picture and you're like, you're envisioning that you want to make it and you look at the ingredients, you're like, well, I got those ingredients. And then you, and then you look at the steps, you're like, damn, I don't really know how to do those steps. It's like, then you think about all the things that you've done before in your, in your life, right? Whether it's making rice, putting something in the microwave, um, popping something in the oven, you think about those skills that you've already obtained and then you kind of apply it. So even if you can't necessarily read the, you don't necessarily understand the directions, you can feel it. So then you're like, okay, I look at the, the picture and I can see the end. So I think that's what, what, what food can build confidence because if I look at the picture and I can see the end, all I have to do is focus on the end and then take my time and go through the motions of the steps. Like I, I guess how I love this, you go through the motions of the steps to the end goal and take your time and then you know what you're going to get so and even if it's messed up you try again so like i said even if even if it was messed up the first marriage messed up oh well try again you know food messed up you burnt it oh well try again and i think that's what builds self-confidence because you, you see you did it it builds resilience it builds patience and perseverance Amazing analogy right there. That was so great. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, try again. You know, you get get yeah. another batch and do it again. Um, again. That's great. And yeah, and building that like like uh, that trust in yourself, right? Like your own, mm -hmm. like you said, the things that I do know how to do, the things that I've I've tried before, I know what tastes good. So like if mm -hmm. I can just, you know, trust in that and my instinct, you know, whatever comes out, like we can just be proud of and yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to cook a little bit more because I, I have a huge appreciation for anybody in cooking. And I, I totally agree with what you said earlier, like, so I'm in the production industry and it can be very stressful, long hours. But like the thing that maybe parallels oh, yeah, that is, the, is, oh, yeah. But the only thing that like parallels that is the is the food industry, the restaurant industry, mm -hmm. like that is, you know, and it's I've, I've seen a lot of things like on TV or whatever. And like there's entertainment value. But like so much of that is so true. Just the like strictness, the like dedication, the commitment mm -hmm. that you have to have. Um, so I have a huge appreciation for anybody who's in cooking, you know, is a chef. And I, I mean, I think I get intimidated. Maybe part of me doesn't like to cook because I get intimidated by it. And I do get down that path of like I'm mm -hmm. a perfectionist. Right. So if like if this doesn't taste like gordon ramsay level like cooking i'm not doing it and like that's ridiculous it's it's like it's this expectation we set for ourselves and i'm and i'm like where do you get this from but it, you know what it comes from other things you do in life You're like i'm yeah. good at this i could do this like this is a no-brainer mm -hmm. i got this i burn cookies it i've done this for over over 12 years now i burn cookies i forget i do things like i sculpt I, I burn milk like, because when you make the cream sauce, I've mm -hmm. done that for sure. I've burned pudding and it just, sometimes it's just not your day. You yeah. know, sometimes it's just, you're not feeling it. You got to get, you just got to get back into it. So 
don't feel bad. Like it, that is the thing. I think it's, you know, it's like speaking another language. Somebody told me because I've been trying to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. The New Yorkers don't speak much Spanish. Uh, my Nana did speak fluent Spanish, but they stopped speaking Spanish when they came to my, my dad and my aunt. They taught the first three. He's one of five. And then the last two, they, they stopped teaching because they were talking about, um, they didn't want people to speak Spanish as the first language then. Mm. So they wanted them to speak English more. You know how that goes. Now they mm. want us all to speak both languages. But um, I've been trying to learn Spanish. And it's funny because when people talk to me, I'm able to understand them. And then I reply in English. They're like, it's because you're not confident in it. I was like, you're right, because I just want to be perfect. I just want to talk and say it right. And they're like, yeah. but you are clearly, you understand what I'm saying. So you can say it back. I was like, you might be right, but you know. It's like you said, it's the fear in me of, of sounding, it's, it's not it's sounding stupid, but that's how you feel. And it's yeah. like, you want to look stupid when you cook and it doesn't look right, but you're not. You just got to get over that. Yeah. You got to get over it. And, and you know what? It's the same thing in dating and relationships too. Like the, I will yep. avoid talking to someone cause I don't want to sound stupid. Don't want to like come off a certain way or like even avoiding, you know, opening my heart and like mm-hmm. going into love because you don't want to get hurt. You don't want these things, but that's the only way that we can like build that confidence, that resilience, that determination is if we just try and just not expect perfection, you know, just enjoy Girl, the ride. Talking about trying, I've been trying <laughs> yeah. and trying and trying yeah. and trying. So I understand. Mm, do you want to tell us a little I, bit about like, yeah, are you dating now? Or dating while well, I'm a chef. Um, okay, so one thing, let me just tell you guys, because I know you guys say this. When I say I'm a chef, please don't say I cook too. It's, I know you do. It's the funniest pick of life, but I already know you do. It's okay. Um, it's cool <laughs> when people tell me what they, what they do cook, because it's so cute, because then they're like, oh, I cook this. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm technically a pastry chef. I, mm. I consider myself, what they would consider me is like a rustic cook, because I don't make like, a perfectionist plate. I'm really sure. much a, a rustic cooking person. I want to make it look like it's at home. I have gotten my way into plating now because I have no choice being in the food and wine festival and a couple of other events. You got a plate. So, but usually some some other chef that's there that's really nice to me will plate for me. So they kind of like, they'll teach me. So I kind of like learn on the job. Um, but yeah, back to this dating and being a chef. Um, one of the weirdest things is because I don't know my schedule. And people are like, well, like one guy, what's your schedule look like? Oh, well, I have, I have deliveries and I have pickups. So what I do is I do meal planning for people and I do drop-offs. So I work with this company called Chef and I drop my food off. So I have like a window to drop the food off. And usually the food is pre-prepared. It's cold because it's chilled because it has to go chilled and they reheat it. So I have a window that I drop it off and then I'm usually free before I go pick up my kids. So I tell them I'm flexible because I just have a couple of drop-offs. Well, what time? I'm like, bro, what does flexible mean? Um, just tell me the time. I'm telling you, I'm telling you I'm flexible. You tell me a time. I'm telling you just before three o'clock. That's all I'm asking you for. Before three o'clock, we could do lunch. After five o'clock, we could do early dinner. I'm okay with that. He's still asking questions. I'm like, okay, I don't know how much more open you want me to be like I'm being like as open <laughs> yeah. as possible like my time is flexible so what happens is I've realized that a lot of people as much as we talk about creative culture and people working for themselves there's so many people that I interact with that don't even understand what that what that looks like 
-hmm. They're like, oh, you're just sitting home. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm working. I I'm working. I'm like, oh, you can talk to me during the day. Yeah, but I'm working. I know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking to you, but I'm actually working. Like right now I'm home, but I'm working. Right. And they don't get that. Like, they don't understand. I'm like, oh, well, I have an interview from this to this. Just meet me after. Huh? It's been, that's been one of the most challenging things, I think, which is weird. Um, the fact that they always want to come to my house and eat food. And I'm like, that's not kind of what I want to do with you. Oh, no. Um, I don't mind. You're going to make me work you. on the date? Like, what? So if I decide to cook for you, I really like you. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, so if I say come to my house or I come over and I bring you food or you come to my house and I'm like, don't worry, just sit down. I'll make something. I really am into you. Mm. Or like, um, what I've done in the past is I've sent food. So like I'll, um, as a gift, I've sent food in the delivery service. So if a guy, if I like a guy or if we're talking and I'll just, I'll order the food from my website and then just send it to them because they do the delivery service. I like use the delivery service and send it to them. And I'm like, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, just a little gift for me to you. And it'll be something that they can just warm up real quick and like having a, like a little note um, for them to kind of like, you know, experience my food, but not in my house. Uh, <laughs> you know, nice. so that's what I try to do. It's yeah. That's also been weird. And then going out to eat has been weird too because it's so... I don't understand them because I can eat French fries. I tell them that. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I cook a lot. I've had a lot of food. And I've tried a lot of different foods. I've tried some of the most expensive foods and some of the most regular foods. Trust me. They all satisfy what you need them to satisfy. It doesn't It doesn't make a difference if it's caviar or if it's French fries. Mm -hmm. You you will enjoy it if you like it. And this one guy, I picked a place. And um, I hate the place, but I didn't tell him that. So I let him take me and it's like, so we go, we're, we're there. He's like, oh, um, we're talking. And he's like, oh, well, what do you like to go eat? So we start talking. I said, can I tell you the truth? Because now I'm in this truth era where I just like, I can't hold it anymore. Yes. He's like, what? I'm like, I really hate this place. He said, are you serious? I was like, I do. I said, I just wanted to tell you that. I said, I only came because you, you wanted to bring me and I really want, I know you made an effort into picking the place and you really thought it out. But I really hate this place. Just, I just want to make you make sure you know that because I don't want to come back here. But I'm, mm. I'm enjoying my time here with you. And I like, I think I ordered burger, burgers and fries. Like I was like, oh, just they can't mess that up. I hate the place because they don't know how to cook. I don't want to mention the place because everybody will know it. And I don't want them to. <laughs> you should save our palates. Tell us, name it. No, I'm just kidding. We won't I know, right? Ass. No, it's a great place for what it is. It's a great bar. Sure. But it's not a great place to eat. So that's that's yeah. the problem. It's oh. a great bar, great atmosphere, but not a good place to eat. And people go there and eat a lot. And I'm like, what are you eating? Like, what are you getting from here? Oh, but yeah, gosh. those I'll things talk... happen. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it's it afterwards because I want to know where yes. this place is. Oh, yes. I'll take it. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, I, I can imagine like it being just the trickiest thing dating as a chef, like especially because yeah. like one, going to a restaurant, having dinner is like classic date move right like yeah. that's standard for anybody and so and like you said you've probably eaten anywhere and everywhere um <laughs> so i can imagine like just that it, being in that kind of predicament and not really knowing how to navigate it is is tough um yeah. 
Can you talk a little bit about though how people or how you even like show love through your food? Like you said, it, you um, I, I'm the same way too. Like if if so, I'm a photographer. Like if I t- want to like take your photo, like that is me showing you like the oh, biggest so love nice. language, right? Like so, I can totally understand. Like if I'm cooking for you, like it means I really like mm-hmm. you, right? So how do you feel like you show love through food? So um, yeah, I'll cook. I'll make their favorite food. Um, if they say they like, like sometimes if the person, they'll show me something, they'll be like, hey, you know, I remember this guy, this guy used to know, will send me like food. It was like, we should try this. And I'll like, okay, cool. And I'll just make it. And then um, that way, you know, I'll be like, well, look, I try my best. Like even, cause sometimes it's food that's not even in my, in my, like, like things I wouldn't even know how to make. Especially like with Instagram, it, it makes everything so much closer. So like Asian food, you know, Thai food, all these types of different foods that I don't even know the palates of, but I'm aware of it because they make you learn it when you go to culinary school. But you're like, oh, how does this taste? And how does this go together? And how do these marry? Like, it's a weird thing, but it's fun because then I get to like experience that and then learn something new, put myself out of my comfort zone. And then they get to try it with me and we get to say like, if it was good or bad. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it again. So that's why it's cool because then I'll I get to try it again or and if it's good we just add it to the like to the list of foods we make um if we hang out or whatever so it's, I think that's pretty cool I like to say see I haven't gotten to this point I, I'm a serial first dater so um that's what I call it now because at this point it just feels like it's just a bunch of first dates yeah. and um <laughs> but I would love to be able to you know bring food for somebody make their lunch um, I love to make breakfast yeah. on Saturday mornings. I mean, if I'm able to, because Saturday is usually prime time for chefs. But um, make food before you go out. You know, even if I, even if it's like I drop my kids off, I drop you, drop your stuff off to you. That would be great for me. I'm, I'm. That's the ideal situation I'm looking for right now. I wish that would be mm. a part of my realm. But yeah, that's how I show show my my love. Like, if I get up early to make you food, I like you. Like, make, getting up early. I don't even like to talk in the morning. I'm not, it's not that I won't get up in the morning. I just don't like to talk in the morning. I'm like, keep your thoughts to yourself. I'll talk right. to you after 10 a.m. And um, they're they're like, what? I'm like, don't, I don't want to talk. So yeah, I just, that's, that, I think that's like a, a thing. Making breakfast, mm-hmm. being able to send somebody lunch. Cause you know, you you give them lunch and then they, they think about you. Like you had to have lunch mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you know, this is nice. Like somebody that thought about me made me something that I like. That's a really cool thing. I, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling so warm just hearing that. Like, I know. I love, I love to do that for me. That's incredible. <laughs> um, that's great. That's great. Um, chef, this has just been like so wonderful speaking with you. Um, can you tell us about uh, how people can find you and where where everyone can keep up with you? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me at Chef Lexis on Instagram, ChefLexis.com as well, L-E-X-I-S. And it's not Alex or Alexis. I know people always ask me that, but it is Lexis, no A. Um, you can you can catch me soon. Will be a pop up dinner. I'll have a regular series of pop up dinners that I'm gonna invite people to. I know people have been definitely asking me to do them, and I've been shying away. I don't know why. You know, another thing <laughs> out of your comfort zone that I've done before, but I'm just getting, I guess, back into. Mm-hmm. So you'll catch me on those things, and my youtube i have a youtube where i show uh how people how to cook and i'll have some ebooks coming out on 
cooking for single people and cooking for couples. So that's something I'm actually doing. Uh, it's called cook single. I think it's called single as fuck. Like you know, AF single <laughs> AF cooking for guys. Cooking for guys because a lot of guys ask me to cook, and yeah. they're like, "Well, how do you like cook for one?" So I'm like, well, I mean, or cook for like themselves and try to cook something else for their their person. So I want a book on like showing them the basics of cooking and then how to cook for somebody that comes over. So like how to entertain for somebody to come to their place and still make it, you know, not a bunch of food. Because that's either what happens. You cook too little or you cook way too much. Exactly. So I want to help them with the easy medium. I yeah. mean, that's, I need that. That's another reason why I don't like cooking because I either, I'm too much or I didn't cook enough and then I got to do it again. Um, yeah. That's incredible. We will definitely look out for all of that and we'll put everything in the show notes so definitely um, folks can follow you. So yes. thank you so much for talking with me You're today. Welcome. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Healing Through Love. You can find links on how to get in contact with today's guest in the show notes. So head on over there, continue the conversation. Be sure to follow, get notified about the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.